Warning, this episode contains foul language, potential triggers for emotional and physical abuse, and reference to rape. podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week we sit down with a friend and talk about something weird. But this week is the week you've all been waiting for. Apparently we've had so many requests to return to this topic and we are so pumped to do so. Today is going to be part two of our cults episode. Cults is an ongoing segment in our first installment of Cults, which was very long ago, episode 17. We discussed what makes a cult, what kind of people become cult leaders, what kind of people join cults, and what makes a religion different from a cult. And this week, we're going to be focusing on brainwashing, different methods used, and how brainwashing affects these vulnerable people emotionally and even physically. My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hey, weirdos. And joining us this week once again is our good friend and cult expert, Tyler Schulke. Woo-hoo. Hey, weirdos. <laughs> hey, Ty Ty. Hey, Ty. Hey. Did you like the cult expert thing? That was just for you. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see how I sat up? I got yeah, ready you got, you as perked. soon as that happened. Like, you I'm up. honored. Yes. I'm honored to be the resident <laughs> cult. Um, <laughs> and a little bit. I, no, I'm not nervous, actually. I, 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 that's an exciting title. It is. <laughs> it is. You, it's a you, lot to live up to. It. But yeah, people have been asking about the cults. One of our iTunes reviews was like, it didn't say if it they even like liked us stars. or not. Yeah, five When's stars. When's the next cult? When <laughs> is the cult series I coming like it, back? Though. And it was Straight like, to the point. Yeah, you told us what you wanted. The people have spoken. You, <laughs> you still gave there. us five stars. So I'm not upset, <laughs> but it was pretty funny. Watch as it was me. <laughs> oh my gosh what's funny is it probably is you no I promise what it's not but that, that would be so great if it was so Tyler was like I just kind of want to come back <laughs> on the show and where's maybe if I cool where's the whole series the guy on that episode was amazing yes this is your third episode with us because you also did um, Journey to the Bermuda Tyler which yes. was episode three that was so much fun that yes, was so much fun field trip yeah we went on a little field, field trip, trip to the Beverly Hills Bermuda we got Hills, in and Bermuda out Triangle. what a great day oh yeah it I was forgot. Leah's birthday <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, and we sent those absurd videos <laughs> Miss to her. Julia. I sang like a country song to her. I feel like, or something Happy weird happened. Birthday, Leo. Oh yeah, you were. Oh, one it. of your ditties. Happy birthday, Leah. Yeah, that was it. I sing a lot of ditties. You know, your ditties. You are a diddier. I am a diddier. It's <laughs> my new title. Okay, so cults. This week we're going to be focusing on brainwashing, mm. which is something that. Uh, exists in all cults and kind of it actually exists in all other, over the place yeah, like in other military of life as well yeah different yeah. They are prisoners of war like uh-huh. there, there's brainwashing involved in that there's brainwashing involved in politics which politics. i'm going to talk about uh, like there's faith leaders not necessarily faith leaders, like not like, necessarily um, cult leaders but right. mm-hmm. and not yeah, saying like I, i'm not saying like a preacher like a, i'm saying like a faith leader who's saying like they can heal 
Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even thinking and, that. But um, yeah. And the ones that like you know push you back with force yeah. when they like say that's they're true. Bah, and then people bah. fall to the ground and are like, oh Jesus! Yes, all yeah. of that. Those yeah. speaking in tongues. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of brainwashing involved in that. I was thinking faith leaders, even with I've been to churches before where like everyone who's on staff at the mm-hmm. church is clearly brainwashed, and I wouldn't necessarily say that the church was a cult. I mean, maybe it would be by definition if you really looked into it but i just like everyone on that staff was like i only serve this man i can't believe people go to other churches like we have the answer like oh, everything they would say i was like well what? even uh-huh remember uh last time you were on you talked about like that fitness group mm-hmm. oh, they yeah. were like oh, leaders. Yeah. i also Forgot read some that. things online of people joining um pyramid schemes like herbalife yes. and things like oh, that that is so and funny that having occult mentality and some brainwashing techniques sprinkled in too. So well, that's, that's really funny total. because you'll find out later, but the cult I researched, he had Ooh. a pyramid scheme in the 90s. Really? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how this all began. That's how it all started. So simply put, brainwashing is the attempt to change the thoughts, beliefs, and feelings of another person against their will or without them knowing that that's what you are doing. Right. Yes, like subconsciously. Exactly. So, or, or not so subconsciously, but <laughs> <laughs> brainwashing happens all kinds of ways and in all types of situations in psychology it's often referred to as thought reform and it usually falls under the sphere of social influence and social influence happens seriously every minute of every day like you are always influenced by your surroundings that's why when you go to a small town and you're like how can all these people be closed-minded it's like well you are the company that you keep right so if you are surrounded by the same people that have the same ideas as you you're never going to get new ideas Mm -hmm. very true yeah i always think what would have happened if i had stayed in my small town in Illinois. What would my like, beliefs be? Because but, but, I go home my, and have yeah. such a judgment for the things people say, and I'm like, would I be the same person if I'd never left this little bubble? That's mm-hmm. true, but also with social media influencing as well. Like you, like yeah. small towns are not as small. I mean, there still yeah. are obviously oh, pockets, yeah. but yeah. that's what's also interesting connected. too, because like people don't realize that a lot of these cults or a lot of these tactics are back in a day when there was no social media True. so there wasn't that huge they were able to exposure. isolate yeah easier in, totally in different isolated. ways yeah and the thing is is like i'm not knocking small towns like it happens to old city folk too oh, but yeah. the thing is with like people that live in larger cities they you know it's a lot harder to be influenced by thought reform because you're constantly meeting different people and getting different points of view and different cultures and different blah 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 mm-hmm. so it's hard to like only have that one idea constantly you know be brought to your attention yeah but it can also happen in like clicks yes clicks can get that way with thought reform it can also happen like your parents can can influence you if you're living with your parents your siblings Mm -hmm. your teachers like it can happen anywhere it's not just small towns it's not just like podunk people it's not just well actually it's it's, it's quite the opposite like the more stuff that i've researched and the more findings i found it's the more intellectual the more free thinking the more creative so to speak people that are getting that are getting into these cults and getting brainwashed because they start to you know they start to think inward and they start to think, well, I oh, think this they're... could be it or this. If yeah. you don't have the capacity to be mm-hmm. to think like that, then you're not going to be brainwashed. So that's why they say it takes a more intellectual person to be. And I think that's you're also intellectual people are, are searching for meaning. 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. In more ways than. And that's why a lot of celebrities actually go to it because like a lot of yeah, celebrities they, are like, broken, Kabbalah, you know, people like you know, actors. Like, I need to find, to find exactly. 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 Like yeah. That's safe. like, you know, yeah. Tom Cruise, Allison Mack, oh, all of yeah. that is like you're, you're gravitated towards trying to find a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they were all into <clears throat> Kabbalah? Yeah. Remember that? Wasn't Madonna into Madonna that? Madonna, I think she was one of the first. I just remember uh, there was like a period in time in like the early aughts where like everyone had the red bracelets. Yeah. And it was like a whole thing. And what did Tina Turner get into? Was that, was that more... might have just been Buddhism. Never mind. Yeah. I, feel like was like, <laughs> I remember. She just did yoga. Never mind. Yeah. Like, I remember <laughs> Tina Turner like changing her life and getting into stuff. But I think it, she was just like, I'm Buddhist now. And that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> a little different. Hold for plane. That's a loud plane. Am I crazy? No, it's loud. Okay. It is flying into the building. <laughs> it There's, sounds like it's landing in your driveway. No, yeah. Jeez, Louise. The other day, Joe and I were out there, and we were just drinking wine and, like, hanging out. It was such a nice night. And we were trying UFO to... Came. Yeah. No, we were trying to listen to a podcast, like, on a phone or something. And it was... Joe was like, we have to go inside. We live at Heathrow. Like there were so many planes, we kept having to pause the podcast. That was we so dramatic. Yeah, we live at Heathrow. We live we at Heathrow. Go we're going indoors. Like that is the most dramatic answer you can get. I was apparently this queen. apartment is the that airport, was, so yeah. I'm going indoors. That was incredible. This <laughs> is the Denver airport. I'm leaving. There's so much Denver weird shit airport. in here. There's so many planes. There's already Satan worshippers in, in here. I have to get out. So, but also, if you look, I wanted to cover brainwashing, not just, I mean, we we all actually chose some really interesting things because we're not talking about like Charles Manson. We're not talking about, yeah. we're talking about things that I don't think that a lot of people know about yet, especially with like your new yeah. um, like development, Tyler. This is breaking <laughs> yeah. news. But My also one is one I'd never heard of. You've never heard like, of pardon? your cult. I'm actually talking about something that's not necessarily a cult, but it's like major brainwashing. But also I wanted to bring to everyone's attention, like look at all the way people have been brainwashed when it comes to children's clothes and toys. Mm. Yes. So this whole like all it's the only reason is because it's been repeated and repeated to our parents, our grandparents, and passed down to us that girls wear pink and boys wear blue. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. And now it's, it's a society. Real. Well, now, now it's a society it's a requirement almost. Right. You know, you see a, a pink shirt on a baby and you're automatically, okay, it's a girl. It's a girl. Well, and when they like do the gender reveal parties now and it's like a pink or a blue balloon yeah. like that everyone automatically just makes those My colors. My daughter wanted a goddamn sex. green balloon. I know. <laughs> Why couldn't we do a She's green balloon born, for girls? but she wants green. Yeah. Pink. No, no, but yeah, even I just like dolly. girls, girls play with dolls, boys play with guns. I feel that like, whole thing. I feel G.I. like, um, well, do you know why remember. that happened? Well, no, I just know that recently, I can't remember if it's France, it's some uh, European country, but they've made it basically illegal to advertise that so you have to have a boy and a girl say in a barbie commercial you have to have a boy and a girl in a car commercial that's how it should be you have yeah absolutely i 100 percent. well the thing is the reason that that started is to make more money because back in the day you just have baby clothes and baby toys and they were like building blocks teddy bears maybe like a rolly dog that you pull on string that's like arr 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 like those were toys there were no girl toys there were no boy toys right even boys back in the day, like baby dolls, that was just for children. Yeah. Boys and girls. And the people that were making the baby clothes and making the toys wanted to make more money. So if you think about it, if you sell all of this baby girl stuff to a baby girl and then they have a baby boy, they have to buy a whole new wardrobe. Yep. 
They have to buy all <laughs> new toys. They went down and they done so Apple that. Smart. So they did. <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly what Apple does with like chargers. And, there's, and so, yeah, there's uh, no so hand-me-downs. Right. You can't hand-me-down now because you had a boy instead of a girl. So it's all a That's marketing so ploy. True. But now it's so ingrained in society that it's actually ending up causing problems because now we have little boys that want to play with a doll and we have little girls who want to play with the dinosaur and then i had we to have walk judgmental down. parents looking at those kids saying why is she playing with yeah, that and no. it's like a boys toys it's, it's, where did no. you yeah. get this idea She's who brainwashed kid. you we're right. all brainwashed that's a brainwashing that happened to literally everyone on the, the planet world. actually i will say this though i had really I was one of those little boys, uh, and um, and I, I had, turned out just fine. I turned out great. Uh, yeah, no, you did. I had incredible parents, and I was embarrassed. I was the one who was embarrassed to walk down the Barbie aisle, and I made up. And my parents always went along with it. They're phenomenal. They we were shopping for my cousin Melissa, and every time my mom would she would bring up a dress and be like, "Oh, I think Melissa would like this." I'm like, oh, "I'm not quite sure. Maybe she'd like this one." You know what I mean? I but we had this that. whole routine. But you shouldn't have had to and hide that. It. We shouldn't have to hide. And also, I was uncomfortable calling them Barbies. So my parents said, "Well, why don't we call them big toys? They're just bigger than your action figures. So why don't we call them big toys?" So they're like, "I was like, okay, I'd love that. So let's go shopping for big toys." Like, I mean, it was it was funny because I was the one that was putting those stereotypes on my or yeah. not stereotypes, yeah. um, but you know, what I mean? putting that pressure people. on myself. My parents were very accepting of it, actually. Which is really so that's. Really, yeah, it's great. really cool. Like, yeah. yeah, I wish I wish that m- most people thought that way. I don't understand. And like the thing is, and I you totally understand because to uh, Target started doing this thing where they're like, "Hey, we're not going to have a girls section and a boys section anymore. We're going to put it all together." the The only thing that's a problem with that is like, if you want to go in and buy something specifically for a girl, then that's frustrating. Yeah. Like we've yeah. already made it to the point where like this is the girl stuff, this is the boy stuff. Right. That now you can't really integrate it. They have to start manufacturing things that are unisex yeah because if you have you have to have a girl's aisle and a boy's aisle just for like convenience it's like it it would be like putting like the frozen pizzas with the cereal it's like well that doesn't make sense i get it and there's also different (laughs) shapes of body sizes and body parts that you need to account account for Uh, yeah it's it's too yeah it's too deep now the only way that you would solve this is like for the people who are making the stuff to initially make it unisex yeah because once it gets to the store you've got to split it up or people are going to be like well i need a dress (laughs) so we're not looking for a dress yeah i know no that's true confusing everybody now so i understand why people are like this is fucking ridiculous because it is kind of ridiculous because it shouldn't be you know that girls wear dresses and boys wear you know suspenders or whatever the fuck but it is so mm-hmm. now you know you We're can't you have it. to split it up or it's just gonna it's gonna be pandemonium because if i go to target chaos. with an idea in mind like i want a bib that has elsa on it elsa Elsa. From Frozen? From Frozen. Good okay, for you. I, yes, see, Proud I did it. I am beaming right now with pride. <laughs> that has Disney. Elsa on it. I want to know where to go and I want to get it immediately. I don't want to wander around the yeah. children's section for right. a But you should also be able hour. to go to the boy section and find an Elsa shirt or the girl section and find an Elsa shirt. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that yeah, true. that's true. That's boys can thinking. wear an Elsa Not, shirt. Yeah. Hell yeah. You I actually know, I mean? know a lot of boys that. who love Elsa. So You would wear an Elsa shirt. I I like I, right now. I'm not even talking about little kid. You Tyler. don't want to I mean, even know what's like on tomorrow. This. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm wearing. Either. No idea. What, yeah, <laughs> Tyler's like, wearing an Elsa my shirt. underwear. I have Elsa underwear. <laughs> it even has her braid. No, okay. <laughs> Ooh, so fun. that, anyways, the whole but point that's of that all down was to like brainwashing. That's the thing. It's like that is a literal form of brainwashing. Yeah. Everyone on the planet, or at least especially in this country, has been 
brainwashed to think this is how it is. It hasn't even been that way for that so long. Are yeah. you saying then like, most advertising is brainwashing? Oh, say like, like you're saying like you see ribs on the TV, they're basically subconsciously saying you need to come and eat my ribs. Well, if you look at like, uh, actually, I was going to get to some of the brainwashing techniques that aren't necessarily because we're going to go over a lot of brainwashing techniques and there's some really severe ones. There's like torture, yeah. rape. You look at like sex trafficking, that's all brainwashing. That's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you take away the person's <clears throat> self and you replace it with what you want. And that's brainwashing. A lot yeah. of desensitizing. A lot too, of desensitizing. Yeah. So that we're going to be talking about some like really kind of like kind of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's also <clears throat> brainwashing that's used all the time in like ads, sales pitches. It's all brainwashing. And one of the things is um, repeating your opinion. If you repeat your opinion over and over people start to actually have that opinion like, take it and as they've fact. done studies on this they it's don't do it for just, me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying all sorts of shit over here nobody's listening no one's listening <laughs> no one is listening to me well actually um so when you talk about ads how many times during a commercial do you hear the name of the product oh god so Eight many million? when yeah. you think about that if even it's a like, mcdonald's like... commercial they're gonna say mcdonald's like five mi- five so times, times in a 30 second ad well how many times do they say in like acting classes like make sure that you punch the the name of it so make sure you find like the name of it and make sure that you always are saying the name of it the same way so that people will get yeah to that point so they'll yeah. be like oh yeah nexium oh yeah like like you know they always right. sing those big complicated I only could think of Flonase now. <laughs> That's not complicated. <laughs> but, it's complicated but it's always like, yeah, but they're saying it 1,400 times and now. you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, if you okay. watch an ad or a car commercial, it's like Ford, Ford, Ford. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like, And also, like they use it in the way um, with jingles. When you hear a jingle that's really catchy, that repeats in your head, in your head oh, over yes. and over and over again. Fresh to and your family from Jewel. Did anyone shop at Jewel? 800-8553. Do you remember on Ellen, she would have people come and like, do if they remembered it they like win prizes for for knowing yeah. it yeah because you are so sitting there jingles. on the couch subconsciously learning that me- that medley mm-hmm. yep do you, you ever remember call it, it forever <laughs> i know do you ever call it? i know but that's the thing is like you you know if you're watching a commercial and you're like i hate mcdonald's but then you see a mcdonald's commercial and they say mcdonald's 700 times and you're like mickey d's isn't that bad it's not the worst yeah. <laughs> it's not the worst thing <laughs> But they actually did studies and researchers, it's known as memory distortion, and it's basically a glitch in your brain where the interplay of repetition and assumption makes us form our beliefs around whatever opinion is most familiar to us. So studies have shown that if one person repeats the same opinion three times, it has a whopping 90% chance of converting three different people in a group to have the same opinion. Wow. That's so, so it's interesting. Just a it, repetition. That's the same thing with a billboard. It takes a certain, I don't know the exact percentage, but it's like you will, if you look at a billboard for longer than a certain number of seconds, it'll take you three times to do that for you to be like, oh, what is that? Like you will see things, something three times without realizing that you've seen it before, but you've paid attention because you've looked at it that amount of times and it's the repetition. Yeah. So it's just the same. It's just like the way that your, your makeup is almost. Yeah. That's crazy. It's something that happens in your brain, right? Which is really, but and, and like that's that's yeah, thing. it's washing. It's definitely it's, something. It's, it's yeah. washing. You know, it's yeah, washing. Recycling. Recycling. <laughs> um, rinse cycle. But that's something that like obviously can be used in like a really scary way. Like oh, yeah. if someone's repeating something, that's like a very Manchurian candidate thing. Mm-hmm. Like where it's like we're just going to repeat this to you so many times that like now you're like chanting it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're fully yes. taking it on and believing. But, it, but it's used in advertising a lot, and it's yeah. not super nefarious. But also another one, and this. This is for you, actually. I found this one for you. 
because they use studies with servers, like restaurant servers. And it's called, uh, well, it's, it's imitation, essentially. So it's a very popular technique with politicians and con artists as well. But it's the repeated words trick. And it can actually sway people in your favor without them even knowing. All you have to do is repeat the last few words that they said back to them in the same way that they said them. So what happened in was... In the same way that they said in the them. Sa- yes, exactly. There you go. You did it. You're so I'm good so at this good. already, Tyler. Now you know I want to give you stuff. Cult expert. <laughs> <laughs> he so wasn't lying. It's the power of like mimicry. So humans are very social animals. And honestly, like that's all we are. We're just animals. And the study of human behavior is a lot like the way that we study like apes in the wild or like cats in the apartment. And... <laughs> <laughs> Cats if in the you're me, in their natural environment. <laughs> that's what happens. Um, but that's the thing so is, is there's perfect. a switch in our brain that flips when someone mimics us and it makes us go, this person is like me, therefore I like them or I want to help them or I want to serve them. That happens with same names. If you meet an yes. Ashley, you are more I'm likely. automatically yes, like, what's up, You girl? have that in common. Yeah. <laughs> or like if someone has we the same connect. last name. Oh my God, I never meet same any Schultes. Right. Same birthday. Mm. All of those. I was when at a bachelorette party this weekend and there were two other Laurens and the three of us bonded immediately. See, we were like, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Yeah, great. the three L's. <laughs> three L girls. Three L's. Losers. No, so, <laughs> no but it's like, have you ever, this. wait, hold on. Can I just say really quick, just interject. There's this really famous hypnotist, um, uh, and I think he does like he does social experiments. His name's Darren Brown. He's from the UK, and um, he has a, a special on Netflix called The Push, and it's talking about basically these brainwashing or hypnos like hypnotic techniques. Hypnotic hypnosis. Hypnotic. So. Great. I think that's correct. <laughs> I would say and it, that. It is th- that that common. So like they plant a guy that says that he has the same last name as the person that they're doing the experiment on, and they immediately have like kinship there, mm-hmm. and it's because and that's slowly hypnotizing him. So yeah. it's like brainwashing and there's not a whole lot difference i guess now between brainwashing and, and hypnosis, hypnosis. No, yeah. Wow. yeah that's all hypnosis is is a form of brainwashing right but it's yeah. just a strand of it yeah. in another way yeah Trick crazy so if you uh, want to use this so basically one study showed that customers were more likely to buy from salespeople who repeated phrases that they used or mimicked their mannerisms so if they did like a weird thing with their hand and like the the salesperson did that same weird thing. They were more likely to buy what they were selling. It's because we go to what we know. Yeah, yeah. It's and a it's comfort. that familiarity. Yeah. Also, if one of the researchers mimicked the posture and body language of the subject, the subject was three times as likely to help him pick up a box of pins that he dropped. What? What? Excuse and then me? this one is specifically for you. In a Dutch study, they explored the relationship between mimicry and generous tips at a restaurant. And they went into a restaurant and calculated the average tip. Then they told the server to repeat what half of her customers said after ordering exactly as they said it. And then the other half of her customers, she was just supposed to say, coming right up or we'll have that right out to you or whatever. And the tips from the mimicked customers were almost 70% more generous than those from the non-mimicked. No way. Wow. Yeah. Do you feel like that's why they repeat orders back? Possibly. I think that uh, I yeah. I think it's it's something. I don't know what it is. I think it's that familiarity. If you can find that, I also think that it has something to do with just like having a connection to your server. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's some people that come up and they're like, well, "Would you like?" Okay. 
cool. And then oh they gosh. leave and, and I you don't see never them. Tip those people well because I'm like, where have you been? You said two. Yeah, words it's like to you're me. lucky you're that I only tips fifteen to twenty percent at all times because I wouldn't give you anything. Right. It's like I always tip no matter what, but I will not do like twenty two percent. Like yeah, I sometimes I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to round up. But now I want to know if those times that I did do the extra tip, Try if it's it. because they did mannerisms and you know what I mean so when you say mimicking is it like hi I'd like the steak well done with green beans and they say the steak well done with green beans like they would say yeah. it back to you that's Apparently, what you mean okay yeah. I was just making that's sure. all instead it of, takes instead of being like okay like steak like, well interesting. done with green and a lot beans. of restaurants and then they maybe say, like Don't. flash them a little smile good choice yeah. that's what's so funny <laughs> good <laughs> choice yeah. shrug Apparently, no, yeah that's shimmy. crazy no I uh it's funny because most restaurants say don't repeat back. Like that's supposed to be like a, known as like a common thing, you know, like a like oh, a McDonald's really? is going to repeat back. Don't do it at this nice restaurant. You know? Oh, well, ah. if they only knew. Well, if they only knew. I was going to say, I don't see why that would, I guess they're trying to separate themselves from fast food, but like it's a nice thing to have your order repeated back. Come on. People worry about the craziest things. They yeah, sure are, do. It's fine. Um, I had a couple other things about... Just brainwashing that has nothing to do with cults and stuff. Um, being brainwashed by your friends and significant others and your parents, um, and a lot of time, a lot of the time that happens when you're young and dumb and impressionable. So, like in high school, for instance, you remember being in high school and just kind of going with the flow of what the majority of people. Uh, that you considered important. Sure. So like when the cool kids were wearing yes. Hollister, Hollister was the thing to, you know, oh I gosh. dreamed of having a Hollister I shirt that too. or a pair of Hollister jeans because all the popular girls had Hollister jeans yeah. and it's all I wanted. But my mom's not going to pay 80 goddamn dollars no, they were for so much. Hollister jeans. Guess who's mom did? Ooh, hey oh, it was Abercrombie. Yeah. No. Oh, but Abercrombie? Yeah. Abercrombie was huge. Is, and also like, I remember there was a stealing phase. Like all of the girls in the drama oh, I department Went through a stealing phase. I and did they it because all the other all girls did it. Yes, oh, I never exactly got all of them it. It was said. little though. Like some girls would steal clothes. I would just steal like lip gloss and earrings from Claire's. But yeah, they were still. on your level. Yep. <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> but still, like they did I'm it, and these are girls that I right know now. would never do it. But because all of them are doing it, they would do it. I didn't yeah. have that. But the thing is, is like looking back, that wasn't my style at all. Yeah. And not because what are I you did, talking about? But like not because like that wasn't I. I wore the same Johnny Knoxville T-shirt and like old shitty like Levi's every day. We wouldn't want you know you what any I mean? other like, way. I was like garb like Hollister was not. I I didn't like the clothes. It didn't go with your but boho then you chic. felt like you had to get it. But in. all the popular girls wore them and yeah. they looked so cool in them. Like I wanted the Hollister jeans, but it's like I wouldn't I fucking wore them. Like I don't. I feel like you guys would have been popular. Uh, <laughs> I I was like, I was too weird. I had the same like goofy sense of humor in high school. And it's, it's not it's not cool to be goofy in high school. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I it's do. not cool. Yeah. To be goofy. I, I don't know I how mean, to get I away hate, from being goofy. So. I hate saying this because I think it sounds so dumb. But like, I, I was popular in high school. I but knew I, like, you were. I, hate, I knew it. I hate saying I that so out loud. I feel like my face is even turning red saying that because that's such a dumb thing. But I was. Yeah. I no, was, it's okay I, to be popular. Totally Joe was super popular in high school. I totally of course hung out with the popular I know. Crowd. Look at him. But what I... What I do like about myself is I was in the popular crowd, but I was not a bitch. Like I hung out with everybody because I also did the spring musical. So I hung out with the drama kids. Yeah. I also like to smoke weed. So I hung out with the stoners. <laughs> but then like my best friends were the football cheerleaders. So. I, I feel like you're like, I hung out with everyone. I hung out with the fats. I hung out with the, <laughs> I hung out with the overweight I with the kids. Ashley. <laughs> 
No, but it was like the different like hobbies. I, the I'd thing hang is, out with. is I was popular in the sense that everyone knew me. Yeah, and probably really liked there goes that liked weird girl. Me, but <laughs> yeah, I wasn't enjoyable. considered a popular person. Yeah. Like I wasn't like I was never going to be like prom queen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just not. I wasn't Who either, I was. but I was junior attendant. That was like oh, the junior equivalent. Yeah. The juniors get invited to go to prom too, and only the seniors no. can be on like the court, but they elect two junior attendants just I think to we feel had special. That too, actually. I have a firm belief that prom attendant. should only be senior year. I actually we had agree. Junior senior prom too. It was juniors and seniors. Why? I <laughs> what is there? I, I don't know. We no, did for juniors. And I no. went with a senior to prom, so I remember feeling like cool because it was my first prom, but also I was like, and I'm going with the older grade. Yeah, it was all dumb, but. Yeah. Anyways, moving thing. on. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Total. We were all popular in high school. No, but okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> crazy controlling parents. They can brainwash a kid into thinking, or even like uh, church leaders, like we said, that he or she is going to hell if they have sex or if they're gay mm-hmm. or whatever. That's literal brainwashing to it think is. that you are gonna go to hell for premarital sex yep. or mm-hmm. for anything really that's brainwashing so many people that think that and i want to shake them like i have i know they're not like close friends but people that i used to go to church with i'm like how 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 do you believe this because someone told you uh, enough times Uh, a big one actually is gaslighting which is like a popular word these days i feel like a lot of people have heard do you know what gaslighting is i feel like i do but let's explain oh for sure so gaslighting came out a lot during like the Me Too movement mm-hmm. um, as a term. So basically gaslighting is when you manipulate someone in such a way that it makes them question. It makes the, they make you question your own sanity. So basically, like if you accuse someone of stealing or if you accuse someone of cheating or if you accuse someone of murder mm-hmm. and they say like, no, and also you're crazy for thinking for so thinking many times enough that, that you are I going... would do that to you. And then you start to question your sanity. Then you start to question your sanity. And then not only are you questioning your sanity, you're also like, then you're apologizing to them mm-hmm. because you yeah. did something wrong. But yeah. really, like, you didn't do anything wrong. They are the ones that stole, cheated, and murdered. Right. But like, they are gaslighting you, they're making you think. That you're crazy for thinking that, which so many women, yeah. like you were saying, are coming forward now and telling the their Me stories of this happening, where it's like, oh my gosh, uh, this was happening to me for years, but I was told it was totally fine, and I was the one being insane, yeah. like thinking it was wrong and wanting to tell someone. Yeah, so saying I just like, quiet. you know, he, you know, masturbated in front of me, and like it made me really uncomfortable. But when I told my agent, they told me like. Well, deal with it yeah. it happens all the time you know what i mean so then you're yeah. not only uncomfortable you're conditioned to think that yeah you're that's, not only oh, uncomfortable with like what here. happened but you're also embarrassed because you brought it up like yeah. oh this happens all the time so now that's double on you that's gaslighting mm. there's another technique um that the cult i studied did that they call love bombing which love is bombing. yeah basically like when you're meeting or when you're starting like the initial like introduction I'm talking to you, Ashley, and I notice, say, that you are, uh, I love your bracelet, and you, and then you start talking about, you know, um, oh, I'm a feminist. Oh, I'm a feminist, too. That's so great. And I start to talk to you about that, and then, like, oh, I love sushi. I love sushi, too. We should go out to sushi sometime. And you start to just love everything about them. You start to agree with everything that and they're doing. And how could you not like that? How, how could you not, you like, not that like that person? Right. And that's how it all starts, <laughs> because then you're going to start to like that person. You're going to start to trust that person, and then that person can start saying things like, to you. That you're like, well, this I is a person that I trust and has so many things that are in common with me i i should do this maybe yeah Mm -hmm. 
love bombing i like that love i know that term i'm gonna start love bombing joe (laughs) (laughs) you don't already (laughs) i thought that's what you've been doing so when it comes to the type of brainwashing we're going to talk about today, um, those last techniques, uh, they're definitely involved somewhat, but there are some very specific brainwashing techniques that come about when discussing like cult cults. So each of us looked at a specific cult to talk about today to give you examples of how they brainwash their followers and the different techniques that they use. And we're going to start with Tyler. Yeah, Because he's are. talking about something V-exciting. V-exciting. So, actually, my cult that I decided to research is Nexium. Uh, there's many different facets of it as well. Another popular name right now is Janus. Uh, oh, I it haven't is heard that one. Me commonly known or associated with um, Allison Mack from mm. Smallville. She, uh, the reports have been saying that she was basically the second in command, the ringleader right. um, of a sex cult or a sex she ring. She was like the female portion of this the leader that brought them in, right? Well, yes, but she didn't start out that way. Uh, she was in the cult for about 12 years. Oh, 12 Jesus. Years. Uh, yes. It's been around for 12 years? Yes. I thought this was so much fresher. Nope. Whoa. No. So Ew. she was in the cult when she was on Smallville. So she joined and she went to her first meeting in 2006 Ew. when I graduated high school. When was Smallville on? It was on then. Uh, it was on then. Was I think. School, I think yeah. the last season might right? have been when I was researching. I think it was the last season. Was 2011, 2010? That oh, okay. Right. So okay, um, I definitely watched it in high school. I'm pretty sure I was a junior. Season. Yeah. So okay. So just a, like a little bit about Nexium or like what people have said about it. So the the there's a co-founder, but like there's really one leader, and his name is Keith Renere, and they call him the Vanguard. Uh, And that actually is interesting. He got the name from like his favorite video game, I think, or his favorite arcade game. Okay. But it was because the person destroyed their inner demons. Mm. So he liked that name because it was, it had that attachment. Yeah. So he, and he, in the 1990s, he did have a pyramid scheme that just like was crazy. And he went, uh, he had to close down his, his business basically. And then all of a sudden this other business Nexium popped up and it then had all these different sects to it. And they were like, you know, they, it grew over time. He got a lot of funding because two of its members are the daughters of the Seagram's company. So they have a ton Seagram's. of Seagram's like, um, like uh, alcohol. Oh my gosh. So they, got, they gave him all this money. So they gave him a lot of money. Assholes. Uh, <laughs> Well, when, I referred to this cult uh, when we we talked very briefly about it, like the day that the news broke. Okay, yeah. As Scientology, but for D-list stars. Yep. So this is what's really funny is he actually, as it continued to go on, he started to tell people like we need to be more like them. Like they're getting people. They're, they're getting, getting like so the good one of people. the things that they needed and wanted was celebrity. Mm. And actually, at the time, Allison Mack was pretty was was pretty hot topic just sure. because of the fact. Also, Kristen Kirk was as well. Um, and she was like the main lead of Smallville. Right. She was like the, the, the repli- yeah, with yeah. the dark hair. And she was, had actually gone to a couple of these meetings and she was the one who introduced her to it. Um, and they did, they went to these meetings. Um, she went to the meeting in 2006 and, um, I remember they knew she was coming. So they, uh, they 
basically brought in the big guns because they knew that they needed to get a celebrity on board because people are more willing to agree with a celebrity. People, mm-hmm. if they know you and recognize you, well, they're going to want... Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you can say, like, we've got the Seagram sisters, but it's like, who the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. no one really cares about that. No one cares at all. Now they probably have, like, a million followers on Instagram. They're probably... But back then... They yeah. were nobody. Yeah. So they, um, they kind of, like, introduce you by, like, going into these sessions called ESP, Executive Success Programs. Um, the other thing that's also really... Uh, infuriating was that right that was i just made up my own word because i'm so mad <laughs> he added more r's oh, there's so the many drum. r's oh like a pirate okay because well they say their whole guys behind this is feminism they say it's a group of yeah. women that get together and we really empower each other and when you ask for anything that's specific it's very broad and repeated that it's mm. a women's group and we yeah. all all for women and Which all so unfair oh, it's so it's suck them in. so angry but anyways at these executive success programs esps um they're described online as a professional business providing educational tours coaching and trainings to corporations and people from all walks of life so they're meant to be like self-help seminars, basically. And you right. go and Scientology they... does the same. Thing. Exactly. Exactly. Here, actually, I'm going to just really quickly before we get in any further, I'm going to let you know what Nexium says about themselves. Like when you go onto their online their uh, website, okay. their, yeah. this is what their first thing initially is. Nexium is a community guided by humanitarian principles that seek to empower people and answer important questions about what it means to be human. The Nexium philosophy is expressed through a series of companies and initiatives, all of which were designed to broaden the way we currently think about problems and to help create solutions for a kinder, more sustainable, ethical world. With unique tools that facilitate success, both internally and externally, Nexium helps people realize the potential that exists within them. Okay. And then there's a quote from Helen Keller, and I bet she's like signing in her grave. <laughs> like, <laughs> Signing, Signing in her, in her grave. grave. She's mad, y'all. Oh my god. <laughs> so, um, they sounds good to me, right? Though, sign me up. Sure, I'll do a little bit of yeah, self help. Yeah, that why not? Sounds wonderful. I'm like, I could use that. So, yeah, and so, and they 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 start, and like, you get into these classes, and it's much like Scientology. You have to pay for them. I think mm-hmm. the first initial class is like two thousand. Um, there's normally like a sixteen or seventeen like class session type like deal like that you have to get before you get to meet the Vanguard. Blah blah blah. Okay. So Alice and Max brought there and immediately they have the co-founder. They have like uh, all their highest like people there. Uh, they have the co-founder's daughter um, and their job is to go in and be friends with her and love bomb her <clears throat> and make her feel accepted, make her feel like she's wanted. And this is a girl who has been in show business her entire life, actually. Yeah. Like she from like day one, it feels like I think they moved to Orange County when she was extremely little and she started auditioning and just booking work. She moved from Orange County to L.A. without her parents in when she was 16. Okay. And she started to go. And then she was a girl. She was going to go to college later on. And she uh, was in a romantic uh, partnership. And she was so headed towards New York when she booked Smallville. And so she booked Smallville. She goes to Vancouver and she's feeling really lo- like lost almost. She's feeling like she didn't accomplish much. She feels really upset about the fact she didn't go to college. And she's yeah. looking for more out of life because she's been on sets her entire life. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very susceptible well, person. A, yeah. Child actors in general are so vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah. to and outside influence absolutely. to people who act like they want to be in your life because they love you as a person and not you as Allison Mack. Mm-hmm. Even right. though she wasn't mega famous, right. she, she still wasn't. was acting and she was still performing since right. she was a child. I yeah. mean, I this is crazy. I mean, I remember from like 
Honey, we shrunk ourselves when <laughs> she was like the kid, you know, oh, like Mila Kunis was her God. friend, like the bad girl. I watched Smallville, so yeah. I knew her from that. Yeah, yeah, she okay. saved a boy's life with bananas, you know, yeah. like, let's give her some credit here, guys. Okay, no. So <laughs> she did some good things. And there's, and there are people who've said Nexium has garbage. helped them. And I think it's because they keep it on a very surface level. Well, they don't same, go into. Same as Scientology. Yes. There's a ton of people who say like, it saved my life. I was an addict or mm-hmm. like, it saved my life. I was. Right. No, Absolutely. But like he would, he would go in there and he wouldn't start off like Nexium never exposed most of his followers to anything like overtly sexual. Uh, Renere had designed it that way with the, the curriculum that ranged from like childhood education to an acting studio actually called The Source. Um, but it's, uh, it's a uh, flagship enterprise was these, you know, these ESPs, these executive success programs. So at them, he would start, they would start talking and saying things that would like subconsciously lay the groundwork. So, um, it, it almost as if they're like um, saying things like men are meant to be their genetic makeup are meant to be poly uh, polygamous, like polygamy. What I can I talk today? Polygamists. <laughs> Polyamory. Thank you. Polyamory. Sure. And women are meant to be monogamous. And Interesting. It's, just and it's saying you, that just genetically, just genetically. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that near the beginning. Okay. But that's laying the groundwork then for men to become masters and women to become subservient and have to become these slave type Mm -hmm. things. That's already from the get go. Yeah. So anyways, she gets love bombed. They fly her out to meet the Vanguard. They say they're going to do this the first go. And that normally takes 16 classes, a ton of money. And she's like, Mm -hmm. wow, great. Okay. So she flies out there and meets him. And this lady that was reporting this ends up going and doing some things for like three weeks. She comes back and Alison Mack is still there. Damn. Ah, so she now Kristen Kirk at this time leaves and she actually will not comment on anything of it. Um, there's another actress who has talked a little bit, I believe, about it. Grace Peck. Um, she's from Battlestar Galactica and Hawaii okay. Five-0. Um, there's other actresses who like um, have had like smaller parts on things that have come out and talked about it. So she's there. She's staying in New York. She starts to just really believe in what's going on with him. And she starts to really start following his teachings. And this, you have to realize, like, these the things with the sex and the sex cult part doesn't happen until, like, maybe, like, six years later. You know, like, they've already laid a ton of groundwork. And she's now infatuated with this man. Yeah. And this man, it's it's interesting because (laughs) when you're in his harem... Uh, I later found out, one, you're not allowed to shave. He loves pubic hair. Um, but two, you're only Whoa. allowed to have 900 calories a day. Oh my God. Oh, whoa. That is nothing. So most of the women have like a gray tinge to them. They're very unhealthy, malnourished. So that's already going to put you in a susceptible state as well. Seriously. Yeah. So you're going to listen to you're anything. Weak. Totally. Your um, they brain did, is weak. Um, you're tired. Later, they would like sit them in front of... Um, like basically deprogram them. They sit them in front of a TV and show them like heinous things like rape and violent acts so that they would start to be desensitized to it. And what really moved um, Allison Mack into this is one, I think she's just infatuated with him. You can watch these clips on YouTube where she's interviewing him. And I mean, she is just lost in his eyes. It's really, really sad actually. Um, But so she, she worked her way up, uh, up because his three most trusted harem members, two of them died, which is before (gasps) the age of 60. And one of them defected. She actually had a kid with him. And she was like, nope, done. I'm done. And Did she take the kid? Yeah, she took the kid. So, And she said some things on it, too. She said, like, what they like to do is um, they they the curriculum or the teachings um, that they call rational inquiry. <clears throat> <laughs> rational inquiry. 
<laughs> and methods that um, in court filings, a defector, the mother of this child, as uh, she's likened them to brainwashing. She says uh, he elicits all this information from you. And then in her opinion, that's what he takes that info and he utilizes it and sees not where to build you up, but where to break you down. Those yeah. are, I think that's one and of the most she, common tactics. Yeah. And she also said at the time, like when she started to separate herself from this, you know, and be like, no, I don't want to be there for you sexually. Mm-hmm. He raped her. Yeah, and he also taught these women they're connected through his sperm so when they're hurting he's hurting so like that would then so like if one of the girls is like I don't like what you're doing well then he's feeling that so then all the other harem members are like what are you doing why are you making him feel this awful don't do that to the vanguard and now you're isolated by all the other harem members who are supposed to be your sisters oh shit before we get too far like the uh, Scientology does the same thing with the the years of you know you're going to years of these self-help classes in this community out the ass paying so much money and like you're you're really feeling like great effects of this and then six years in they're like also we worship Xenu right and they're (laughs) gonna come but then you're already in you're already in the community now you've already given all your money to these people you've already made all your friendships are now Scientologists your family mm-hmm. Scientologists mm-hmm. and now they're dropping it on you like by the way they can't do that as much anymore because people know well, so much about Scientology right. but like in the beginning it was like people so easy for would them say to do like it. I was a part of this community for eight years before yeah. they told me oh realized, by the way oh, we worship aliens right. well and let's and there are men and women both in Nexium by the way JNS seems to be more of the feminist movement of them but Nexium is both men and women. It's only the women that were now they're focusing more on the harem of actually because of the horrible things because of the horrible things that went down in them. Um, But like, but there were both men and women that were part of them. Um, What's interesting is that in the early nineties, after like his uh, or when his his after his company had like gone on and everything, he started to think of new ways I think to make money, and he started to take out patents. And one of the patents that he took out in two thousand seven. It's to a method of re- rehabilitating a type of so- uh, sociopath who commits destructive acts. So Ranieri deems these sociopaths Luciferians. Uh, and he mm-hmm. wrote that a Luciferian realizes his desires by any means without consideration for others and without remorse. A Luciferian is a person lacking in consciousness and loyalty to others. He commonly employs manipulation and deceit to achieve his desired end and is therefore capable of acts that could be highly destructive to those that interact with him. So... A Luciferian therefore typically experiences pleasure or gratification in situations where normal people would be repulsed or disturbed. So himself? Ooh. So yeah. himself. So this guy. Is that not... Yeah, he's insane. describing himself. He's describing himself. So, <laughs> and in, uh, yeah, and it's it's like he's it's insane that he's describing himself and that he could do that because, like I said, with these women, like he would then project on them like they could only need, eat nine hundred calories, right. but he'd eat whatever he wanted. And he was actually rather portly, and that was his sacrifice. The defectors have said he would say that's his sacrifice because he's out there saving the world and changing lives that he had to. There was no time to work out. That's garbage. I hate this man. (laughs) But he said to his followers that Oprah Winfrey was not an ethical human because she was fat. Ah, but he's... Okay. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. fine. He can however he (laughs) damn well pleases. What... I'm going to let you get back to this cult, but um, one thing we should talk about really quickly is what you're talking about, kind of, is the indoctrination. Mm -hmm. And it's the... So you don't start off right away with tearing people down. What you do is you start right away with building them up. Yep. And you find out what do you need? What are you missing? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're missing this? Okay. I can give you this thing. Yes. But also in that that. that moment, you're building so much trust. 
Yes. Because that person is is actually on a pedestal for the other person because they're being enlightened. Right. Well, and first, I have this order. There's three steps to indoctrination. Um, And this is for, like, general cult in the traditional sense. Like, this is a cult, uh, Charlie Manson, that's a cult, the Jim Jones cult. Breaking down the self, Mm -hmm. that's number one. And to even begin that step, you have to make them like you in some way. Mm-hmm. So Allison Mack, like bringing her and inviting her, he probably with showered her with With all these prominent women saying yeah, they're business exactly. women, they have all this money and we're finding what we need in life because of this. But right. after that, you have to take away their identity some somehow. You yeah. can either straight up like assault their identity. You can guilt them by saying that they're bad because of X, Y, Z. But a lot of the time they do it in a sense where they they say like your beliefs are bad. Like what you believed before this is wrong and here is why. And then they use those things why. against them. That and they then they use them later. against them later. Yeah. It's part of the collateral. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. At this point they can set up the temptation to convert to another belief system because their original belief system obviously wasn't working because they were so lost and they wanted blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then at that point that's when you can offer the possibility of salvation that's when you can like kind of like absolve them of the sins of their past life and you can say now if you come over here you don't have to worry about this anymore if you come with us you can have the power if you come with us you can blah 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 right uh like you're always one step behind max enlightenment so yeah. to speak. You know what I mean? Like you were, they're like never they going always to say keep you in the it. dark. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you you're still always can't strung know along. You just yet. can't see yeah. it because you're so close right. now. You're still struggling. Because we're get talking there, now, you've been in this way. cult for so long that you're believing everything that this person is saying. So then, mm-hmm. I mean, by that point, you're already gone. Well, the yeah. same, you know, look it's at true. Scientology, the people who have made it to a certain level and then been knocked back X amount of levels because they questioned mm-hmm. yeah. something or they. Uh, had a slip up and started drinking again or something. Now all of a sudden you're back to a level eight. Yeah. There was a group of women in Nexium called, I think the Nexium nine and they uh, surrounded him basically. And they recorded a video of them asking him and like basically asking about his philosophies, asking about all these things and telling him, no, you're wrong. Kind of. And the court has sealed most of it. um, But those nine ended up leaving. It's interesting because, I mean, he even says in the video, like, I've killed people or I've had people killed for their way of thinking. Jeez. So you offer them salvation. And then after that, you have to rebuild them. And then you rebuild them to be what you want mm-hmm. them to be. So in this case, you rebuild them to be your sex slave, mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it just sounds like it sounds like a domestic like. Uh, violence like situation too like even like an, yeah. an abusive relationship I mean that's mm-hmm. exactly what you do well yes exactly that's exactly what you do you first have to flatter them so much that they're like this person loves me so much mm-hmm. yeah. I'm the and most important person to when them when you hit them then you say you I wouldn't have hit this. you if you hadn't done XYZ. And then you hear those women that are like, this was my fault. I did this. this. I did this thing if wrong. I hadn't if done, I was better, he wouldn't have hit me. He wouldn't have but, hit me. And that is, they are brainwashed well, and by not this just, man. Not just women. Yeah, not just oh, women. Yeah, not just yeah, women. Yeah, it could yeah. be anything. Yeah. It could be a, ch- a parent-child relationship. Yeah, it could yeah. be any sort of relationship. And then you literally train them like a dog where you snap yep. your finger and they do what you want. Yep. Yeah. And that's the same wow, idea. Wow, what dog does that? Because mine does not. 
Riley nope. doesn't no really listen to instructions like, for Riley. Excuse me? <laughs> Riley will just stare. I'll do, do what I want. I taught her to be an independent woman. <laughs> that's what it is. That okay, is, go on. So that that's so kind sad. of what we're talking about when we say, you know, that we break them down, then build them up and make them into the person that we want them to be. Yes. Yes. What's also interesting uh, is another form of brainwashing or hypnosis that we kind of like touched on earlier. But again, that uh, Darren Brown, he did this a uh, special called Miracles for Sale. And it was not about religion at all. It was about faith healers and faith leaders and these people that say they can heal you or do things to you. Like, you know, a blind man sees right. all of that type of stuff. And basically how he how they get you to that place is similar to like uh, if you've seen Wild Wild Country on Netflix oh, uh, about the Rajneeshi Puram community. Listeners, you better have watched it by now. They do a similar thing to this, which they call, uh, what do they call it? Dy- dynamic meditation. Yeah. And what it is, is it's very similar to what a, like a stage hypnotist does. So like what Darren Brown does on stage when he hypnotizes someone. So that's how he's so close to it and knows. A stage hypnotist will put his volunteers into like a suggestible state with an induction at the beginning of his act, like as a faith healer would too. And he achieves the same effect, but indirectly, you know, you start to like hum along or you start to just like, you're starting to just do what he's doing as well. And then throughout the course of the event, there's a constant shift between upbeat and then meditative music and chanting and then like, you know, trance like and it starts to put you into this. You're going you're getting really heightened. Then you're getting really low. Then you're getting really heightened. Then you're getting really low. And it puts you, these energies into you. So you're, you are in a trance like state. So then when he goes, bah, you're going to fall over with the spirit of God, you know, mm-hmm. like because you're more susceptible to it because your body's going through these quick changes so fast. It's a way of hypnotizing someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's something like, you know, uh, flooding yourself with endorphins. You know mm-hmm. what yeah. I mean? That it changes the chemicals in your brain. Yes. It's not just like. To, what, to, to <laughs> want to believe and attach yourself to these things. And they repeat right. the trigger phases, like the one I keep doing. Bah! Yeah. That's my favorite <laughs> <Okay>. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the faith healer out. can then create, you know, what he wants because of the state that you're in. You're more susceptible. So, like, that's why yeah. people fall over. That's why, yeah. And right. it's it's so interesting that. That's what cults are doing as well. You yeah, know what I mean? To get much. you to that state of uh, brainwashing, really. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a euphoria, essentially, yeah. is what they're doing. Uh, you see that in Wild Wild Country with the Rajneeshis. Um, when he they would say, like, he got on stage and you could just feel. And people just started mm-hmm. busting up crying. Yeah, yeah. busting out crying. Although, to it's be like fair, having the Beatles on stage. I, I was going to say, to be <laughs> fair, a friend of mine went to a voice taping. And it was back when Usher was on. And apparently, he just like looked at this girl in the audience and she just broke down crying. <laughs> That is how people felt about Joe was him. telling me, actually, the first time that the Beatles performed in the United States, I think it was in the United States, or it was their first like live performance on television or something. They were in this round. It was like a stadium, kind of. It was like that scene in That Thing You Do when they're performing in the center. Oh, and yes. It was like a stadium, yeah, yeah, yeah. like all around. <laughs> it was like that. They actually took that from the Beatles' first like television oh, appearance. Nice. And the floors are slanted up like a stadium. Apparently, this is not a rumor. This actually happened. There were actual rivers of urine pouring down towards the stage. People were just peeing. They Young didn't know what to do. Young teenage girls were losing control of their bladder when they first saw the Beatles because you have to realize that n- no one had ever done that before. Right. We had never right. had anything like that like before. Mass it's just like, like that. Yeah, it's just like uh, uh, the Rolling Stones. You know how people yeah. would literally like crowd the stage? We didn't have that rock and roll yet. Right. No one had heard those sounds before and they lost their fucking mind. I can't yeah. believe they lost they bladder could, control they, like that. Literally, For there Ringo's? were... That was 
such star. true <laughs> excitement for there Ringo. There were streams of fucking urine Holy running shit. towards the stage because they lost control of their Damn, bodies. Damn, girl. It's that same idea, I guarantee it, where it's just like you can't, you you. You can't believe what you're seeing. Oh and God! Yeah. What you're when feeling, you when you, you watch control. her in interview, uh, Keith Raniere, and you see him like spreading his wisdom, <laughs> she is infatuated. You guys, yeah. she is infatuated, so and she crazy. starts to cry at one point. She goes, "That's so beautiful. It makes me want to cry." My gosh! No uh, one so can she make was me feel that way. head nope. over heels. Take a look. Like, Maybe David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually is so true. If he were in this if living David room right Duchovny now, you would just start like, bawling and peeing. I feel like poop. I probably would be that way with Mandy Moore, but at the same time, I'd be like, I want to be your friend so bad that I'm going to be so cool. You would have to keep <laughs> your cool. I want to be in her gang. <laughs> yeah, her gal pal. Okay, so back to gruesome. The the biggest scandal that's come out about this is this sex cult so i want to kind of take you uh, one of the defectors has talked about what's going on in it so uh the co-founder named karen selzman her daughter lauren and when they say sex cult are you talking about the harem i'm talking about the yeah yes his, uh, specifically his, his, because his the actual lady. full okay. cult well, i don't when I think first heard about oh it's a sex cult it's sex trafficking is what they kept saying I yes. thought that they were involved in actual like sex trafficking so where I. they were like taking sort of. children and not like... children no but w- they are charged with it like they and they're facing up to 15 years really? in okay. jail oh, yes um because these women were forced into these sexual situations that they did not ask to be a part of so so essentially like taking what I my understanding of it is you sign over a, con- a confidentiality agreement anyways when you join this so that's question already, there already, already a bad um, but you're already starting to trust these people right and they're just like you and you're trusting them so lauren uh salzman the daughter of the co-founder who co-founded it with keith ranieri she uh was so close to this woman that she was even like her her maid of honor in her wedding okay um oh, by the way there's a vanguard week every year and it's 12 days now i think and it's celebrating the birth of the vanguard very cool so it's called v days Oh, boy. Anyways, yeah. So back to Lauren says, I have something new for you. It's top secret. You can't tell anyone, but it is life changing. Life changing. And this is a woman who's already changed your life already, right? So you're thinking, great, perfect. The only way that they were allowed to do it, though, is if they had some sort of collateral, some sort of a nude photo, something very Mm -hmm. like very compromising. Yeah. So I I mean, in this interview, they're like, don't you think that that was a red flag? And She goes, yes, but I trusted her. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that trust. She was my friend. She yeah. was my friend. So then she gets into this room um, and she's this handed is a like contract. Scientology because they it's do the exactly same thing. They like make it. you confess yes. to all like your dirty little secrets. Yep, because they, they have blackmail. So they they have blackmail. Yeah. yeah. And when when uh, yeah no yeah I'll get okay so um so they're they get to this little uh, room and sh- there's a contract and this contract is stating that Lauren is her master and that she is her slave and it actually says this terminology. And she, of course, questions it the whole way. And the one's like, it's just, you know, a metaphor, guru, disciple. Like, it's just, you know, it's okay. Like, it's fine. She still trusts her. She still goes along with it. They then, there's four of these women. They strip them down naked and they're blindfolded. And they're brought into a room and put into a circle. And they have no idea what's going to be happening to them. And then a doctor, a female doctor, came in. And she had a solder pen or no, a a cauterizing. Yeah. Yeah. And the girls were held down by the four. Actually, so the four were there. So three of them held down. Well, one got branded. About 30 minutes this took. She mm-hmm. said it was more painful than childbirth. 
she really couldn't talk about it when she was, I mean, she was obviously, uh, and it's right in the corner, like right, um, right below your panty line, but like kind of by your hip. So like by your vagina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the brand was a K and an R, but if you flip it, it's actually an M and a A. Yeah, so we talked to Renere. Have you seen? Have you seen it? I saw one, and boy, oh boy! I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I have a picture for you, so we can discuss it. Great. Ah, uh, oh. that makes me hurt. I'm coming over. I'm sorry for no. Yeah, so it's like bad. Oh my god! So from the side, what's so funny though is this is the way. This is looking at it front. So Allison Mack is the predominant name. Yeah. yeah. It's not from the side, Keith. It's the CK. Yeah, I right. can see it. Yeah. But now Allison it's is more the predominant. About yeah. And that's what, like, and it's funny because in this interview, she is looking at it, you know, and like, obviously, like, she's, I don't, she's like, I don't understand why this is happening. Like, and there were reports also that like people were whispering in their ears, like saying, like, you need to accept this pain, like for the Vanguard. And she actually, this woman was recording it on Lauren's phone and she saw a text come in from Keith that said, how are the girls doing? So he's completely aware of everything that was going right. on. Right. Yeah. This wasn't 100%. just Allison going like, right. "Well, I'm gonna have my own side thing where I right. burn the shit out right. of these women." Exactly. First. Yeah. So this was after like those three women had uh, what two of them had died, one left, and so Allison was the next one to step into that position basically, and she was able and willing. Uh, she moved to Albany, New York, where their like headquarters are. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, her entire life was put into this. Well, yeah. his this wouldn't work for him. Unless he had a woman to take charge. Because inherently women do not trust men as much as they trust other women. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in a way that like if a man tried to like present this information to a woman, they would go, what the fuck is going on? Right. Yeah. The flags would be flying, but yeah. like you it's said, like it's women her friend. And it was yeah. her best friend. Her friend. She yeah. trusted her. She was a bridesmaid in her oh, wedding. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. I, f- I forgot to say this group um, has been uh, known as the Vow, but it's also been known as its most common name is DOS, which is um, Dominus Obscure. I, I, you know how hard I'm talking today. Uh, Dominus it's Latin. Obscurus. It's Latin. <laughs> uh, it means basically master over slave woman. Okay. Um, in Latin. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> so DOS. DOS is DOS what it's called. DOS is like oh, the harem. It's like, yes. The and um, so there's another woman. Do you guys know this This show, Dynasty? Uh-huh. One of the actresses on it, she's actually a princess. Uh, she had a reality show, uh, Growing Up Princess or Growing Up Royal or something. She has a daughter named India. India even did like a pilot for something like Teen Talk or something. She's beautiful. She's a part of this and she's still there. Uh-huh. And now um, her name is Catherine. Oh, my God. Catherine... Catherine Keener. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Catherine Keener, don't do it. No. Um, Catherine, sorry. no. I, I should have this. But um, what's her name? from Her mother from Dynasty. I don't know. Yeah. But, but anyway, so she's, she's part of it. She's been going on like talk shows. Uh, she's been stuff. going around talk shows and explaining. She, she said, um, so when she last saw India, she had dropped a ton of weight. And India said she hadn't had her period in a year. No. So, um, and, and that's terrifying. But, well, the, she's on the verge of losing organ function. Yeah, yeah, she is uh, because of like him. Well, I mean, hopefully she's getting help now. I mean, she's still part of it. Apparently, they've tried to find photo. Like someone found photographs of her. Um, they're not talking, but uh, she's been going around doing the circuit to try and expose these people. And because the police have said 
we really can't do anything if they're willing to do this. And she's countered with, they're not willing to do this. Is blackmail legal? Like, are you right. kidding me? Yeah, they're willing to do it because there's all these other things that are going on. There are things on. hanging over their yeah, head. The they yeah, the thing is, like, yes, they, they volunteered to go there initially, but, like, like you said, like, they're, they use blackmail at first, and now she's starving. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's you starving. Know what I mean? Like, right. there's probably <laughs> sleep, uh, you know, deprivation, because that's mm-hmm. a totally. huge technique as well. So uh, many issues. Uh, technique? Technique. Great. Great. Hello, Tyler. Um, Loving your speech. Yeah. Cult expert, vocabulary basic. <laughs> um, so, Very basic. Um, yeah. So she's still there. She's trying to get her out. Um, but I learned a lot of information for these interviews with her because she's really, really going public about it. Uh, because, she, I mean, obviously she wants an end to it. And yeah, I, obviously I think, she wants. Of and one of yeah. our cult episodes is going to be about deprogramming. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we could uh, talk about how um, in one of the future episodes, we're going to talk about um, how to get someone out of a cult. Right. Which yeah. is well, actually very difficult. What's strange mm-hmm. about this one? If they don't choose to leave no. their cells. They like, trying to convince them on the complete opposite side mm-hmm. of what they you believe in. Like, you have to literally rewire You have to re-brainwash them. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to see also... Um, like when he was arrested in Mexico, the cops were pulling away, and Allison Mack was seen like running after the Crying. car. Crying, yeah, like she's she like is still that far head gone. far. Yeah, she's that. And here, I'll show you actually the the clip just so you can see. Like, I just I'm gonna show you like you know, so you can get in here. Get well. This is first. This is a, a clip of her like trying like an advertisement for it so she'd reached out to many celebrities she reached out to emma watson on twitter i saw that she reached out to kelly clarkson on twitter so this is her so before janice i had tons of people around me all the time i've always been a people person people used to come visit me in my house and say they were going to camp allison because it was like it was a party everywhere i went it was a party um but i felt very lonely and i didn't understand why that didn't make sense to me and I imagined the idea of like finding the most wonderful husband and then feeling intimate and, you know, finding that one best friend and then feeling like at ease in my relationships, at least with just one person. I was just looking for one person. Um, and I didn't understand why I couldn't get that. You know, I was so good with people. I was so good in a living room, but I was so bad at intimacy. And she got him. <laughs> like, oh, you know what I mean? God. Like, already, you can already see this. Like, her talking about it in hindsight. She knows she was in a desperate spot. Yeah. It sounds mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Um, this is her. She was, like, yearning for human connection yeah. that she was oh, not yeah. getting. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then searching for something larger. And she'd also, like, she had a blog. And a lot of things on the blog were very telling. Like, there was a thing that she said where she's like, I'm so scared of getting caught or found out. Mm-hmm. But in reference to what we don't know. I'm guessing it's this, but you would think. Um, so this is him. Ew. <laughs> I don't like him one bit. Hey Keith. Uh, <laughs> hey Keith. <laughs> uh, I was expecting. And she's more. asked him like several questions, and I believe this question is on like auth, uh, um, existence, authenticity. What's what word am I trying to say? Auth- authenticity. Great. <laughs> so one would say authenticity. Yeah, yeah. That one is being as you are, and expressing as you are, at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. And as you are is, of course, the sum of your whole past. So when someone's being authentic, you get the feeling that not only that there's a person there in the moment, 
but somehow you, you reach into their very essence and you, you meet a unique individual. Mm. I don't know why. That makes me want to cry. It's beautiful. Well, I think, it's... Sorry. The, I think these she's are all so things that far we, gone. Oh, she's so far gone. She's so far gone. Look how thin she is. Look how thin she is. And look at that. She's just, I mean, she's just attached I to mean, everywhere. I mean, literally, when it flashed over to her for the first time after he said something, she, like, had sparkling eyeballs yeah. looking yeah. back she, at her. He was literally was like, the I've thing about authentic, authenticity, and she was like, yes. Yes. And I was like, I don't his even know every what he's going to say. It's almost like she's not even hearing what he's saying. She's yeah. just hearing, like, blah, 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 She's blah, not. Blah, she's blah, not blah, hearing blah. anything, because she doesn't, like. Questions. I was like, wow, I have a lot of questions for you. Even though I've been your student for years and I get to spend all this time with you, I feel like there's always such a wealth that I can... But when you have the opportunity to put a bright light on me and just question... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What the hey? I have to take advantage. Um, so the first question. Oh Lord, my God. she's gone. She's she gone. And like, did you see how like full of himself he was too? Almost yeah. like like yes, I do spread it's this like, word. Yep, you are so lucky to be sitting here getting a deeper dive conversation yeah. with me. Like it's, shut up. It's it's quite fascinating. Her arm is about to snap. It's off about to it's so yeah. thin. So that I mean that's those are like the the findings of it. Again, she's up for um, both of them are up for fifteen years uh, in jail. They. Uh, let's see she is not gonna she waived her right for a speedy trial so she's gonna go through it the one thing they're really concerned about is that she's gonna take credit for it all mm. oh uh, no. and so now they're working I believe on getting evidence to make sure like like that one I said where the text came in they're making sure that he was connected because one of the things that was interesting about like the Rashnishi Purim is that he yeah. was saying he was completely in the no, uh, not in the know yeah he had and no Sheila was doing everything even did, though they had those like, those midnight meetings this is like the exact same thing. The man. It's and a the mixture girl. between Scientology and yeah. I mean, there's there's so many similarities between mm-hmm. all of these, yeah. and it's so funny. I don't remember if I said it or not, but uh, Keith actually said to them, like, please start looking at Scientology, start seeing what they're doing because they're getting members, they're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, and, and uh, as most most cults do, they they're in it for the leader at least. He wants the he or she usually he wants the power, <laughs> but they say, want money. It's the money. Mm-hmm. If you have celebrities, you get endorsements. Mm-hmm. The endorsements are usually in the form of like people, but it's more money. More yeah, money, celebrity more is the power. biggest endorsement exactly. though. Actually, like it's celebrity. Like if, as soon as you see, like, mm-hmm. oh my god, she goes there. Oh, he's there. Like, and they say this. Like, and Allison the Mack same. was their Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, Which and is, she was. She. Okay. I mean, like, I know she wasn't as big of a celebrity, but no, she but was able like, to use that. I think more to her advantage, you know. And she could just go and be like, "I'm just a real girl like you." Like, you know, I didn't do too much. I didn't, you know, like, and and mm-hmm. she could. And it's funny because she even had a guest spot on Wilfred that mo- that show with. Um, oh shit! God. Really? Yeah. I remember that during all of during, during all of this. Yeah, like, that like she had moved. Ago. Like so, 2011. So it was 2012 when she was with Wil- in Wilfred. Well, and, and and that's the thing is like if you have those celebrities, if you have those powerful people, you can. One, recruit more people because they're like, oh, will I get to hang out with Tom Cruise? Yeah. Oh, will I get to hang out with so-and-so? But especially if you're going into something like the entertainment industry. And he knowing, says, I can help you. I can absolutely help you. Knowing that there's connections. Like mm-hmm. people yeah. in this town are so desperate for connections. Because that's how In the entertainment industry. Yeah. Because that's, that's, how, that's you how you get. It is. It with the, when they're legitimate. Do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When it has nothing not crazy, to do with. But. I'm sorry. LA has nothing to do with talent initially. Yeah. I mean, yes. you have to know the right person to get your foot to be in the introduced door. to the right person mm-hmm. so that they can put you in a room with the right person. Right. It's and then talent the matters. Until that, 
Talent doesn't matter. Right. Fucking at all. Well, actually, which is there's, so there's, a, like, there's a few more things on the list before talent. What is crazy about this, though, is it seems like, at least in Allison's experience, she was having communication with people outside of it. She was talking to her parents. She yeah, even had her parents like come it. to mm-hmm. a few meetings. Uh, she was talking to a friend of hers that like legitimately was texting her up until that day and then said like what it texted her saying, what is all of this? This seems crazy. And she just texted back. I'm home and I'm fine. And also like $5 million bail not does not seem this. like you didn't do shit. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what right? I mean? Like I looked it up. She's only worth 2 million now. <laughs> Only. <laughs> Only two? Yeah. What Why? a loser. But but what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, she was still talking to the outside world, quote unquote. Yeah, so, that's crazy. And that she was, was recruiting. I mean, she there you can go online and see a ton of things from the times that she just has posted so many videos where she talks about Janus and getting girls together and women and finding yourself and she was just trying to bring more people in. More people in and Keith's appetite for spreading his sperm apparently was yeah. insatiable. <laughs> I mean, I think he they had up to 50. He was such a gross He wasn't gross in the way, because the thing out. is, is like Charlie Manson, you look at him and you're like, he's crazy, but he was kind of like sexy crazy. I know some people are you like into I mean? like, like, they want to like fuck people who like can like, hurt them. Well, and especially back like in the time he had like the long hair and that cool look. He always yeah. wore like those the shirts, deep v. The, the deep V, and you could see his like, he had like, like a tan chest, and it was like, I get it, man. And he's a musician, and he's drunk. But with Keith, don't Ew. fuck Charlie Manson. <laughs> no, hell no. Well, please he don't. Also, no, I mean, like, I'm old, I guess now. Goodness, but, now. Uh, but Keith, what? Why do women I, enjoy his company? He looks like Stephen King. Yeah. He, he does oh, a little bit. He looks Stephen, like a yeah. young Stephen King. Yeah. Does a little bit. There are fuckable. pictures of him, like, with, like, longer hair as well, which I'm like, doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't no. help. Grow a beard. That doesn't try help it. either. I don't <laughs> try well, it. Because you, you look like try Stephen King. You look yeah. like a nerdier Stephen King. Yeah, and she's looking <laughs> at you like you possible. are. You look like an untalented Stephen King. Yeah, she. Yeah. The way she was looking at him, you'd think he was the most the handsome man alive. One, she's the size of like a nothing screw nail. Screw nail. If she turned sideways, what's a screw? She'd nail? be gone. What is Guys, a screw nail? What has happened to me today? I don't know. I I've given you like, so many new beautiful words. You picked up the mic. And that was it. And all your vocab went infuriating. Infuriating. I can't wait until I'm not even forming sentences for part three. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Blah, it's just going to get worse. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Good golly gosh. This is a crazy world that we live in. And it's not near over. Next week, Tyler sits down with us again and Lauren is going to tell us all about a cult from the 70s and 80s called The O, which we had never heard of and is so incredibly fascinating. I can't wait for you to hear all about it. And the three of us work really hard to keep our personal political beliefs out of the show as I present the different brainwashing techniques used by politicians and fascist leaders that are currently being used by the GOP. Uh, what the techniques are and how they work and how spreading the knowledge of these techniques could help you formulate your own beliefs and communicate them to others who are tumbling down the proverbial rabbit hole. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Head over to iTunes and subscribe and rate us five stars. Pretty, pretty please. Check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast to find ways that you can donate and help us produce the show. 
As always, keep sending in your questions, comments, and feedback through any of our social media sites or by emailing us at keepitweirder at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you today with a quote from Stephen Colbert that I truly enjoy. Colbert said, Here's an easy way to figure out if you're in a cult. If you're wondering whether you're in a cult, the answer is yes. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Yes, hi, keep it weird. This is Tyler. I was wondering... Have you actually found any cryptids? Cryptids? They're called cryptids, sir, but that's okay. People make that mistake sometimes. Oh, I'm new at this. It's okay. Don't be nervous. <laughs> Ashley, you can take this question if you want. Have you seen a cryptid? Uh, we, I sure have. What was its Golly name? Golly gee, it was called a Thunderbird, and it's real, and it lives in Illinois. Poo boy. <laughs>